me! Feed me now! Are you hungry? It's time. Here we go. Hi everyone, welcome to the feed brought to you by Denizen Freehouse. This episode is all spring and everything it brings with it. That's right, Julia. I love seeing the flowers blossom in the spring. And you know we'll be talking about all sorts of different events that are going to be going around Edmonton, the idea of rebirth in the spring, spring training, its effect on mental health, and maybe those that aren't super excited for spring to come around. <laughs> That's right. I love spring, but I can't talk about spring without first talking about winter. Life can seem like a series of deaths and rebirths. For humans living in caves without the benefit of houses, heat, or light bulbs, winter must have felt like death. Many cultures that experience severe winters have midwinter solstice celebrations of light and prayer. Early humans prayed for the return of the light. Then when spring arrived, it must have felt like a rebirth, a whole new beginning. For most modern people, the effects of winter are less dramatic. We're always indoors, and the lighting and temperature are controlled. Plants living outside take care of themselves by going dormant in the winter. Trees lose their leaves and look like they're dead. At the spring solstice, the longer days signal plants that the seasons are changing. Spring plants get the water, light, warmth, and soil they need to grow. Trees and bushes grow new leaves, and plants flower. When the trees begin to feel the warmer days of spring, the sap rises from their roots. It goes up the trunk of the tree and into the branches. The buds become blossoms, and the trees become green again. Jim Hole of Hole Nurseries talks about the effects of spring on plants. The way that uh, spring influences plants is the fact that the plants, by and large, the ones outside are dormant, and they're coming out of dormancy, so as the weather warms in the springtime, they respond to it. In our part of the world, we've got pretty cold winters, and uh, when you hit the spring time of the year, typically, uh, April, you're getting nice warm temperatures, you're warming up nicely, and the plants really spring out of dormancy quickly. A common misconception is, is that plant fertilizer is plant food. It's not sunlight's plant food. Yes. So plants harvest light and then we harvest the plants. So they have figured out how to extract energy from the sun very nicely. So the fact that they can do that means we can all live on the planet Earth. And day length can have an influence on plants too. Modern humans think that they're beyond the control of nature, and yet... We experience spring fever, and spring makes us happy. Oscar Hammerstein said it well. Happy rebirth. I love spring. That was fantastic, Juliet. I feel like I've learned a lot about like plants coming back around spring, but what about everything else? Are you talking about the idea of rebirth? I think so. Well, I think that Alan can help us with that. 
Thank you, and hello, nice to see y'all, thanks for coming out. So, uh, like Juliet said, we're going to talk about Rebirth, and I-, I know that may sound odd, just stick with us. It- it's essentially the idea that spring springs has been observed in many cultures as the rebirth of the Earth happens every year. Various mythologies surround this idea. I've got some music to help set us in the mood. Evan, hit it. No, no, no. Not that kind of rebirth. Just no. (sighs) That's more like it. Where was I? Ah, yes, spring. With it returns warmth, the snow recedes, the plants dig their roots into the fertile soil, and green sprouts all around us once again. Life is rejuvenated. The first day of spring! Spring, of course! You know, spring! Rejuvenation! Rebirth! Everything's blooming! All that crap! Throughout history, spring has often been observed as sacred. A rebirth of nature and the world. In many ways, it's a second coming after the cold and the dark of winter. This symbolism is nearly a universal understanding, often expressed through myths and legends that help shape previous culture societies. Winter is almost always the bad guy. He's got a frozen heart and leaves nothing but death in his wake. And who do you think you are? Running around leaving scars. You're gonna catch a cold from the ice inside your soul. So don't come back for me. Spring, on the other hand, is the bringer of life, most often represented as a beautiful and innocent woman. For instance, In Greek mythology, Persephone is known as both the goddess of spring, but also as the queen of the underworld. She's the daughter of Zeus, the king of the gods, and her mother is the goddess of the harvest, Demetia. Long story short, Hades, also known as the evil god of the underworld, was tipped off by Zeus as to where to find Persephone. Hey, how you doing? Looking good. Nice dress. So, Hades, you finally made it. How are things in the underworld? Well, they're just fine. You know, a little dark, a little gloomy, and as always, hey, full of dead people. What are you going to do? Hades swooped her up, took her to the underworld, and married her down there. Demetia didn't appreciate having her daughter kidnapped and taken away from her, and became very depressed. As she wandered the earth in search of her daughter, the crops stopped growing. People began to starve and die off. Eventually, Zeus gave in and ordered his daughter be freed. However, Persephone could only leave the underworld for so long. Thus, she would spend half the year with her mother and the other half in the underworld with Hades. Ever since then, every time Persephone descends to the other world, her mother becomes depressed, causing the crops to die. Every time Persephone returns, the world bursts back into joyous bloom. There's thousands of variants of this tale, but all essentially circle back to the same point. When spring is gone, the world dies. When it returns, we live again. Thus, the circle of life continues. Spring is very closely related with fertility. Many animals' mating season occurs during springtime. Just as the flowers go into bloom, so do us creatures, and new babies are brought into the world. When they eventually die, their bodies return to the soil to help grow the earth to sustain life anew when spring comes around the bend once again. So obviously spring tends to come late in Edmonton, unfortunately. Uh, but soon enough, Persephone will return and the flowers will bloom for us once more. Just gotta hold on till then. Thank you, Ellen. That was an informative awakening. Yeah, definitely. 
I, I feel like I've learned a lot about rebirth, but with everything that has a yin, there has to be a yang to it, am I right? You can't possibly be saying that people are sad because winter is leaving us. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Despite what you've heard, not everyone is excited for the approaching season of spring. Sure, it brings more sun, the flowers, everything is in bloom, but there are a select few that go into mourning while everyone else celebrates. I'm talking about the park rats, the snowhounds, the powder junkies, the skiers and snowboarders. While everyone else is busy busting their shorts out and patiently waiting for the longest day of the year to come around, this group of cats is squeezing in every second they can on the slopes, making sure not a moment is wasted. If there is a single flake of snow left on the ground, they will make sure that it gets shredded. I have a few friends that fall into this category, particularly my friend Bruno Cloutier. He's probably the only person I know who's enjoying our current cold snap. We have had still like really, really nice spring temperatures because it hasn't gotten like crazy, crazy warm. It's still stayed like pretty well below freezing. Just you get that like ridiculously nice spring sunshine during the day. So it actually like warms it up a little bit, but everything stays nice and frosty at nighttime. So while the rest of us suffer in this cold that refuses to leave us, people like Bruno are spending their time finding anywhere and everywhere they can to ski while the snow is still around. And that is a surprising amount of places. Marmot Basin, Sunshine Village, Nikiska, and Lake Louise are just a few of the hills that are still open for the season. But like all things good or bad, this cold will come to a close. And while the rest of us celebrate, the snow junkies, well, they won't be celebrating to say the least. So I don't know if spring is coming in full force yet or not, but I'm definitely enjoying the sunshine and still liking the slightly cold weather. So I think it'll be good until it starts to get above zero. That's when my opinion will turn a little bit. And if you think about it, Winter is home to many other great things. Games of Shinny at your local outdoor rink or on a pond if you're keeping it real roots will soon be coming to a close. Freshly made hot chocolate won't taste the same anymore and ice sculptures will melt away into a puddle of unrecognizable water. Won't you miss all this maybe just a little bit? Yeah, me neither. I just want to wear shorts and start skateboarding again. It might be hard to believe, but there are a group of people out there that are going to be disappointed when winter leaves us. I don't get it. Why would people want to be trapped in winter? Spring is so much happier. Not everybody's made happy by the same things. True, but there is proof that spring leads to a boost in positive mental health. Really? Yes. Kayla, would you tell us more about that? Of course, guys. Did you guys know the winter blues is a, is a real thing? And spring actually helps to alleviate that. Seasonal affective disorder is estimated to affect 2 to 3% of the general population. If you don't know what this is, it's generally referred to a type of depression that seems to be related to the amount of sunlight that you are exposed to. An extreme form of winter blues is sad. Most people are at their worst in the fall and the winter. I'm depressed all year, so there's no difference for me, but my sister-in-law actually can shed some very meaningful insight on this topic, as she herself suffers from seasonal depression. You know, in the winter months and stuff like that, you don't end up getting outside too too much, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you don't get a lot of sunshine, and you don't see it as often, and you're not getting that those levels of vitamin D in it. 
has a has an usually has an effect on your mood. And for me, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not quite as sociable. I don't get out of the house as much. I don't get as much exercise. Yeah, I definitely find that in the winter months, I you know call it my winter blues because in yeah. those in those months, um, I'm you know just I guess that in is general, a very just a real thing and affects sad. many people. However, the good news is it is alleviated by spring. I end up spending more time outdoors, and um, I end up hanging out with a lot more of my friends. Like, granted, in the summertime, you know, people seem to have a little bit more time off. Um, but, you know, you just tend to go out and do more things. And I find, you know, some, I'm a little bit happier when I'm outside, you know, like on the beach or something like that, rather than cooped up in my place watching Netflix, like, for hours on end and never even looking outside. You know. The good news, it doesn't last forever. I feel like there's just so many more activities to do in the summertime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely getting that, that sunshine and the physical activity in really um, helps improve the mood. The good news is the earth will warm, the sun is coming out, everything will be that much brighter. Spring is here, guys. Thanks, Kayla. See, Evan, people love spring. I guess you're right, Juliet. Don't go anywhere. We got more spring feed coming up for you shortly. And now back to the feed on NR92. <laughs> Welcome back to the feed brought to you by the Denizen Freehouse. We're talking spring this week. Indeed, and there's a lot going on as spring begins, especially in the world of sports. To teach us about this vast world of sports, we have the almighty Connor Sutherland. Thanks, Evan. When most people think about spring, they think about the weather, but not me. I played baseball for 16 years, so when I think about spring, I think of one thing. Spring training is essentially just preseason games. Anything that happens in spring training has basically no effect on what happens during the season. It's just an opportunity for new players to try out for roster and position spots. I feel like our young guys have taken tremendous strides to be that next generation of leader to step up. I think you're going to see a lot of surprising things. And gives existing players practice time prior to competitive play. The beauty of this time of year is we get to go out and play the game. Let's start with a little history. It got its start in 1886 when Albert Spaulding and Cap Anson of the then Chicago White Stockings, now known as the Cubs, took their team to Hot Springs, Arkansas to get ready for the upcoming season. After practicing at Hot Springs, the White Stockings had a successful season and other teams started to take notice of this strategy. Soon after that, six teams followed them there and by 1912, four brand new diamonds were built to host major league teams. Nowadays, teams will either train in Arizona or Florida with Eastern and Western teams basically just staying on their own side of the country. One of the more memorable moments in spring training history is when a young pitcher named Babe Ruth of the Boston Red Sox was playing an emergency game at first base on St. Patrick's Day, 1918, his first time playing the field. He went on to hit two home runs that day in Hot Springs. The second was a 573-foot shot that landed across the street from Whittington Park in a pond of the Arkansas Alligator Farm and Petting Zoo. If that doesn't seem impressive to you, the average home run hit is about 400 feet, so 573 feet is an absolute bomb. The drive in the air to deep right field! That ball headed toward the wall! That ball is out of here! When it comes down to it, spring training doesn't really matter. The stats don't really matter, the games don't really matter, it's just fun to watch. And a couple years ago, it got extra fun. 
Will Ferrell made his Major League debut by playing every on-field position for 10 different teams in five games in one day. Ruth Mantle. Will Ferrell. It was all in the name of raising money for cancer research. The stunt was filmed for an HBO special, which was produced by Funny or Die, Will Ferrell's production company. They say nothing's more American than grabbing a hot dog, heading to the ballpark, and watching nine guys from the Dominican Republic make magic on the field. But you know what? Today I learned they are wrong. Make that eight Dominicans and one guy from Irvine, California. Spring training is over now, and the regular season is a week in. So I've got to go. There's games starting soon, and I've got to go set my lineup. Thanks, Thanks Connor, Connor. For teaching us about the wonderful world of spring training. See, what is it that truly makes spring spring? Pink lemonade? Uh, I, I wish, but I don't think so. It's the weather. Yeah, it's the weather. I'm Jim, just the guy who can tell us about this amazing time of year. Justin, take the wheel. Jeez, it's sure freezing out, isn't it? I can barely talk, it's so cold. Evan, could you do me a favor and play the tape while I bundle up? Usually by now, people are busting out their spring and summer clothing, buying a few bags of dirt, some seeds, and a little bit of fertilizer, and getting to work planting some flowers or their garden, you know, making everything look pretty. But Old Man Winter has decided instead of leaving, he's going to stay here on vacation for just a tiny bit longer, which sucks, cuz... I want spring. Now, I'm sure you're curious, just like me, but why are we having this frigid weather? Well, it just so happens I asked, and meteorologist Jesse Breyer has the answer. The short answer is La Nina. La Nina? What's that? Well, it's El Nino's colder twin cousin. Here's Jesse on how it works. Oftentimes, when you have a La Nina setup, you'll get called a variable jet stream, and that'll allow a lot of times to have some troughing in the structure of our jet stream. So what that does is allow the polar front to continue to drop Arctic air into our area. So we've had somewhat of a string of Arctic highs dropping in due to that atmospheric setup, and that's what's been bringing the cold temperatures, the dry Arctic air, and that has kept us well below the seasonal average. But why is it such a shock to us when it's usually warm by now? Well, that's mainly due to us being in a La Nina year, coming off a strong set of El Nino years. For example, last year at this time, the daytime highs were around plus 12, and in 2016, they were around plus 20. As for where it's going to warm up, I'll let Jesse give you that news. Because you may not like it. If you want to be really, really confident in that question, I'd probably say June, July, or August. I mean, this is a setup that is with us for the near future. I think by the middle of next week, we could get close to seasonal, if not slightly above, if everything does hold up as projected for now. This uh, system could stick with us longer than that, but as of right now, it does look like there is an end in sight by the middle of next week. Yikes! Well, hopefully it starts to get warm next week. After all, I need to get my garden in, because I need my fresh tomatoes. Well, I'm all bundled up and I'm leaving now, so see ya. Bye. Thanks, Justin. It was, it was nice to reminisce for a bit. Kevin, don't get caught up in the past. It's best to live in the present. But spring feels like it was so long ago. You're right, Juliet. It's time to focus on this coming spring. So, Jenna, what's going on this coming spring? Well, I have a lot to share with you, and as always, Edmonton does not disappoint. 
Hashtag YEG is known as a city of festivals, and for a good reason. Our beautiful city always has something going on to keep you entertained, regardless of the time of the year. And as the seasons are changing, we take a look into local activities to keep you busy this spring. Well, obviously, we hope、uh, spring is going to come. It's certainly taking its time here right now, but that's okay. It'll it'll get here. That was Doug McLean, the director of marketing for Explore Edmonton. If you ever need a tour guide, this is the guy to go to. From Edmonton's perspective, is a lot of the the seasonal attractions that get going again. So Fort Edmonton Park,、uh, Ukrainian Cultural Heritage Village,、uh, the Snow Valley Aerial Park. High level streetcar.、Uh, those are a few key things that start to, that get rolling come springtime. But I have children. The International Children's Festival out in Saint Albert that takes place in May. And even if you want to head out to, to Elk Island, they start to get going. Two campgrounds will open May long weekend,、uh, and a lot of their drop-in programming resumes in around that time as well. There are countless things to do. Whether you're a fan of the outdoors, sports, or if you're a parent, but what about us college kids? We want fun things to do without. Breaking the bank. That's a really good question. Elk Island is a great place from a budget perspective. You want to go and camp for a little bit. The high-level bridge streetcar is a is a good example, I think, for for students as well. And they often have different events that go on in the streetcar.、Uh, beer nights. They'll have little concerts that they have going on in the streetcar, and those tend to be pretty affordable and pretty fun activities too, where you get to go into the streetcar and they'll actually park it at the top of the high-level bridge for a little bit, give you a bit of a sense of what's going on in the valley. Take that all in, my friend. Before we welcome summer and all the festivals that come along with it, make sure you go out and take advantage of everything that spring has to offer here in the capital city. So, obviously, there is a lot going on. One event that I'm really excited for is the yoga and taco event happening at El Cortez next week, April 12th. For $12, you do a 45-minute yoga session in the tequila cellar. Followed by tacos and beverages. I'd say that's a pretty good way to welcome spring. To find out all the events going on in our city, visit exploreedmonton.com.、Um, oh, sorry guys, I was thinking about tacos. <laughs>、uh, thanks, Jenna. I think I'm ready for spring after all of that. Same here. I learned a lot today. Thanks for listening to the spring edition of the feed, brought to you by the Denizen Freehouse. I'm Evan. I'm Juliet. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the feed. Miss something? Catch the rebroadcast Sunday nights at seven, or find us at nr92.com.